Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey guys, and welcome to Paranormal Thoughts Podcast, and as always, thanks for joining me. Today's episode is another installment of Interview with an Abductee. Safe to say, probably my favorite segment that we do on this podcast. Before we get into that though, I just want to say, if you enjoy this episode or any of our previous episodes, please feel free to subscribe, like, follow. We are on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, pretty much everywhere you can find a podcast, we're most likely there. We also have a blog post, which I would recommend checking out. The blog is paranormalthoughtspodcast.wordpress.com. And of course, for our social medias, we are on Facebook at Paranormal Thoughts Podcast and the same with Instagram, which I just started today. So if you want to jump on there and look at my shitty pictures, then uh, you can jump on there. Today, we're talking with Alina, a 19-year-old from Oklahoma. Alina has recently had some abduction experiences that she has bravely come on the podcast and shared with us. Alina, like most of the abductees that come on our podcast, hasn't really spoken to many people about this experience, so I really do appreciate her coming forward, taking the time to tell us exactly what has happened to her and to kind of give her insight to what she thinks is going on in the whole abduction phenomena. Alina has also sent us a couple of drawings that she did of the beings in her experience. So if you jump on the blog post, you'll be able to check those out there. And of course, if you listen to this and you'd like to get in touch to either come on the podcast or even just to send me an email just to let me know what's kind of happened to you, feel free to email me at paranormalthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again to Alina. I hope you enjoy. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Yeah, doing all right. Nice to meet you. Doing the interviews with abductees seems to have been really not just a popular segment for the podcast, but it's also like been a really big help for a lot of people. Uh, I've had a lot of people come forward afterwards, say, I've had like an experience. I just want to say like I could relate to whatever this person has said or I think I've seen something similar to that. You know, can you get me in contact with that person? I'm like, yeah, of course, you know, so. Yeah, you did a podcast with Gary Parker that I had listened to before you had contacted me. It heavily just, it hit me because like all of his information was lining up with like all the information that I was kind of getting. And so that, and then when you reached out to me, I was just like, whoa, like, wow, I've never, I never thought like this guy I was just listening to would, you know, (laughs) I mean, I just, my experience, I don't really know what it is. It could be anything. It could be, (laughs) I mean, but 
I have a feeling of what it is and what my life has been because of it. And I don't know, I have had more experienced memories kind of pop up since this. So Alina, what's your background? Uh, well, I was born and raised in Oklahoma, you know, a little city, just tiny little neighborhood. And we hop back and forth between this city and the city next to us. Uh, we have a house in one city and we live in the other. And so we just go back and forth feeding the dogs and things like that. And so the town I grew up in is where it actually happened. And then I came home and other things happened the same night. But, uh, so that's just some, you know, context, you know, we'll be driving back and forth between this house and the other. So you sort of just said to me before we started recording that you didn't have much interest in the abduction topic or anything like that. Is that the case? Yeah. I mean, it was more of just like a general, like it would come up in my YouTube feed and I'd be like, oh, this is interesting to watch. But like, I never had any heavy set belief in the fact that there were extraterrestrials out there. I mean, it was just a like passing, like, oh, ha ha kind of social media, like, or, you know, like a, a, just a rave on the internet. Like everyone has what they have to say about it. Yeah, definitely. But so, but so, uh, I don't know. I just, anytime I would see like a light in the sky though, I'd always kind of look at it and be like, oh, it's a UFO. Like, ha, like, cause I can't tell what it is in the dark. But so that's where this all kind of started was that thought, like that little lead of belief, I guess. I think people have like a misconception of abductees that they think they're all sort of, as you can say, like UFO nuts. And, but it's actually not yeah. the case at all. It's often people who are just very normal in the sense of they know of the topic, but, you know, either they, they might not have a strong opinion on it or even believe in it at all. It's not, it's not like, you yeah. know, and it's often not until afterwards isn't it that you start to have an interest yeah it's always afterwards where it's like oh well this kind of lines up with all of this and makes a little more sense when you put it in those kind of lights i don't know it's easier to accept now i guess though (laughs) so let's take a look at your first experience so how old were you at that stage I, this was actually very recent. This was uh, a couple months ago. I'm 19. And so I was just driving back and forth between the houses. Like I said, I was going into town and it was dark around 830. Uh, I was just sitting in the car waiting for my boyfriend to come out of the house. And he, I was just kind of sitting there and I looked up and there was a light in the sky. And I had that thought of, oh, it's like a UFO. I can't tell what it is. But then like I got almost like a, I don't, I hate saying telepathic thought, but almost like a thought that wasn't my own in my head that just felt like a, a yes, like, yes, you're right. And then I got a sinking feeling in my stomach and kind of like an onset of a panic attack is what it feels like, like dizzy, rushing, buzzing in the head and I just shut my eyes and I closed them and then I opened them again and I felt like I was lying down on a table and there were five dark figures around me and like two in the background and one really big one that was like, I guess what was driving, although like I knew it wasn't currently driving, like it was the pilot, but I knew that. And all of this is going on in my head 
is what it feels like. I was laying on the table and he or one of them like leaned over and like touched his finger to my forehead and I felt like a band go across. And then I got all these rushing thoughts from all of them, just like things about me, like information they were taking about me. Like I just knew they were taking things on me. And one of them was like, Oh, she's on her period. And that's why we're taking her. And I was like flipped out at that point. I was like, no, nah, I'm not into that. Like, let me just, freak out in my head and I was thrashing and like doing everything I could to try to get them out of my mind like just away and so they (laughs) seemed freaked out by my freak out and calmly like told me to be calm and like I just got a sense of calm and it was like okay we'll put you back but I want you to know that like we'll be back and they put me back in the car is what I guess because I opened my eyes and I was in the car and calm but it all felt like it went on for like 10 minutes but then my boyfriend came out of the house and we drove off wow first of all (laughs) yeah did they come back or have they come back yet yes uh the night after wow uh, i was yeah that reason (laughs) yeah believe me i was surprised by their quickness as well they (laughs) Said they'd be back, and they were, and I was in the house with my boyfriend, and he was kind of asleep on the couch, and I was in the chair facing the front door, and there was a face, like a typical gray face. Oh, and I forgot to mention, like, I saw a reflection of, like, a typical gray, like, when I was sitting in the driveway before the first, you know, experience happened, like, he was, like, looming in the background, Uh, but so I saw the typical gray face again, like just in my little pane of my front window. And I was like, Adam, like my boyfriend, I was like, please wake up, like, look and see if like you're seeing what I'm seeing. And he like kind of was just acting really weird about it. Like he didn't have any like real motivation or interest to get up. And like, he just wanted to go to bed. And, uh, I was like informed or like compelled to like take a shower. Like I was told to do that, like kind of in my head, like, I was getting a lot of compulsive thoughts at this time too, like just making sure the house was like really clean and like getting prepared for bed was a really weird ritual. And I got sick and I was compelled to go to the doctor, even though I had no prior like want to go to the doctor before that. But I felt such a compelling thought, like I knew it was from them to tell me to go do these things. So I went to the doctor and I got medication for bronchitis and cyanitis, which is like a sinus infection, but they give you steroids. And the doctor told me, this can make you have some weird dreams. And so, you know, that could always be contributing to that. But I wasn't on the medication before, you know, I had these experiences and then they come back for almost like every night for a week. (laughs) And I would wake up with like, you know, kind of just like hurting and like weird areas and bruises in all sorts of areas. And like, I lost a lot of weight at this time and everyone commented on how different I was looking and I don't really know what to contribute that to other than, I mean, the experiences I was having. Interesting. Yeah, definitely. I can't say I've heard not from um, a first person type situation like this of it being so continuous for that amount of time that must have been really extreme uh yeah it was it was really anxiety 
like anxiety driven. I mean, I don't know. I just <laughs> could barely go to sleep because like every night I'd go to sleep, I would feel like tubes going down my nose and my throat and like every, like feeling like I was hooked up to a machine and like I was being moved around, but like I wasn't the one moving me. Mm. And this, like I said, it went on for a week. And then I also started having like memories, like flashbacks of when I was younger, I <laughs> had other experiences that I like I always remembered them, but like I always contributed them to being just like weird dreams, <laughs> but like they're memories. They're like not just dreams. Like I know that now. Okay. Interesting. So through this experience, you were able to reflect back on those memories and actually decipher that they were in fact memories and not dreams. Yeah. Like more abduction experiences. Like I have this memory of, being seven and running down this corridor and it's like very bright and it's round and there's doors like a hotel and like I'm running my hand along all the doors and then I can hear like moaning and screaming behind them and I just knew it was for like sex experiments for like I mean like I didn't I don't know it was I don't know it's a really hard concept to grasp for me I I can't really even think about it (laughs) yeah of course I'll just go back over some of the things you've said. Yeah. And I'm sure one question a lot of people probably who'd be listening to this would be thinking, have you ever had any sleep paralysis? Uh, Sleep paralysis, no. Like I've never had night terrors or uh, like that crushing feeling on your chest. Like people describe never had anything like that. Uh, The most I ever had was sleep apnea. Like they hooked me up to a breathing machine for a while, but... They also, like, the the greys or the aliens or whoever, you know, I felt like I was always hooked up to that machine. But, no, nothing like nightmares or anything like that. I don't really have very many scary dreams. They're always kind of laced over with calm. Like, they always make sure to make sure I'm <laughs> calm. So you've already explained what the beings looked like to you. Is there anything else you can kind of say, or is it just a very typical grey image, you would say? Yeah, just... Uh, very broad shoulders and bony structure and like almost like an inquisitive type face, but not like nothing there. No, like real emotion, just kind of knowing eyes. I don't know how else to describe it, but, and yeah, just like long shadowy body. And that's the big one that I saw behind me, uh, at the house. (laughs) But then there were like smaller ones that I like I knew I took for guards like they were kind of like less thoughtful like they didn't have as many coherent thoughts being sent they were just kind of like following orders yeah yeah they're the ones sort of doing the bidding you could say even there's yeah someone in charge and then there was yeah the big one that I felt touched my forehead and the one who was like conveying that oh yeah this is why I'm here and yada yada is there any other details you could tell us about when you were inside the craft? Uh, it was very bright, and the table I was on felt like a giant marble slab. And like I said, it was just very bright, and like a streak of just like vision blur was just across everything. But it was very bright, and like I could tell I didn't have any clothes on, and I could see just my arms and my legs and like my torso kind of below that. And, uh, there was like 
a ringing through the whole thing, like just kind of a piercing hum throughout the whole like ship, I guess you could say, or whatever it was that we were in. Okay, interesting. As you said, that first experience you were taken from your driveway as you were waiting for your boyfriend, right? Uh-huh. So when when that experience had ended and you were back in the car, what was your first thought at that time? Were you sort of disorientated in a sense that were you were you very self-aware at that point of something had just happened or was it sort of a hazy? Yeah. No, I was very aware of everything that had just happened. Like I was very calm and I felt like there was nothing really going on in my head. I just remember feeling like, oh, that just happened, but I was still calm about it. But like, I still knew it was there. And I was like, just coming out of a really calm, like almost like a rest, like a sleep and just like waking up, but still knowing everything that just happened. Yeah. So not really having the control to actually express what I suppose you would normally feel if that situation happened. Yeah. So I think... I mean, like I said, they kind of had like some sense of control over my emotions. And so I think they wanted me to be calm. So that's what they, that's what they did. Of course. And then, uh, and every, like, like the night they came back, the first one, I was very nervous, but they, again, kind of sent me intrusive thoughts that were just like instructions. Like they were just, okay, like get up walk to the bathroom, undress, get in the shower, wash your hair this way. Like, it was just very, like, they had control over me. It makes perfect sense, of course, doesn't it? Makes their life so much easier and even your life to a degree as well if everyone's just... Calm and chill and working together, you know, we're just... And uh, on one of those uh, podcasts that you were talking to, the zoo theory... Like Christian brought up the zoo theory and that's completely accurate. Like I know that's, I know that, like, I don't know how else to say that, but I just know that that is why we are here. Like we're a a zoo basically of humans that they are trying to protect and, you know, see how we grow and study us and take us for our reproductive, you know, reasons. Going back to that, saying that, Earth is practically like a big petting zoo, per se. As um, as you just mentioned, Christian did a previous interview with Abductee episode last year. On would you say so? What's your what's your theory behind that? Are the ETs the creator? Are they something completely different? What's your sense of all of that? That yes, they are kind of our creators. Like the whole uh, eight bodies with human souls in them. Like, that is accurate, and human bodies are getting further along now. They're farther away from apes, and they're closer to 100%, like, pure human now. And so that's why all of this stuff is picking up, is I, they're trying to find more people with 100% human bodies, like, the, without any remnants of ape. And that's why they picked me, is because that's how my body is, and... There are a bunch of bunch of people like me. There are a bunch of people everywhere, and but they'll be taken to and they'll be taken from, and that's just kind of the reality I live with. Like they let me know these things, and I, I don't know. I just I know them, and that's the truth. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why do you think they let you know what's happened to you and the fact of you can even go after all these experiences and actually reflect and know this information because obviously there's a lot of people who have no recollection and well like I said I've been taken I have been taken since I was young and I didn't know what it was until recently and it's kind of like a coming of age ceremony almost that they do for people like me who (laughs) have the perfect 100% thing they're looking for and they see if we can like deal with it and if we can like actually know the knowledge and be all right with it and that's I mean I'm okay with it but they haven't come back as recently they send me like weird messages but that's about it so what sort of messages are they sending you just general information like uh through my social media feed and stuff like like really particular posts that jump out at me and like I grasp onto them it's just information like all the space exploration that's about to happen and why that's happening and uh just general things like again to take care of myself and to do the right things and I don't know why I just know it's important for me to to do certain things and they just send them to me and I do them Mm. kind of like intrusive thoughts again yeah interesting I think a lot of people could relate to that in a sense of things that might not seem like a normal type message but it depends on how you sort of take it and what it means to you but as you said if 
if you're getting those intrusive thoughts, then obviously that must mean something. After that first event, how long did it take you to tell your boyfriend what just happened to you and what's his thoughts? Well, we got in the car and we drove away and I was just waking up from my calmness and I was like, Adam, like, I need to talk to you. Like, I need to tell you right now. And he was like, what? And I just like spewed it out and I was like crying. And I was like, at that point, I was like really not sure what it was. And he was like, I feel like you're trying to tell me something, but like, I'm not sure what you're trying to say. And so I wasn't sure either until like the next night, I mean... I just wrote it down as what I recalled. And then the next night that they came, I really knew like it was set in stone by the second night for sure. But he, I don't know what he thinks. He (laughs) doesn't like to talk about it. I've also told my mom about it. And again, she doesn't like to talk about it either. And I was hospitalized uh, because of some of these crazy rants. I'm kind of careful with who I tell. Of course, yeah. That must have been really hard. Obviously, people finding it difficult to believe you, but you know what's happened and it's, oh, that must be terrible. Yeah, it was not a fun time. (laughs) Have you sort of found anyone else you can kind of express yourself to, like online or has your sort Mm -hmm. of process of making sense of what's happened to you? Not so far like I just found Reddit to be like the easiest like way to put my post out there and I didn't really care who saw it I'm not trying to get attention for this I just wanted to get it out there and get someone somewhere to just see it or listen and I don't really need anyone else to to share it with really but I just wanted it out there, so I didn't feel like it was just going to be building up inside me. Yeah, and that's the best way often is just to express what's happened and whatever happens with that happens. So a lot of people I'll speak to will have no interest in this topic, and then after it happens to them, they do really build up that momentum and want to find out more. Have you sort of had that situation where you've started reading or watching a lot of videos about the topic? Not crazily so. I mean, my interest has definitely been peaked, but it's also really hard to deal with like knowing the the knowing and knowing that what I'm reading is kind of like I can feel where the truth is and where it isn't and it's kind of overwhelming to to know all the stuff about everything it's just but I I do I read uh, (laughs) the greatest story ever told so far is all about just the science and extraterrestrial and the philosophical reasons for all of us being here and that's a book that I feel is really going to help me get along in this journey but uh, I mean I have an interest in finding more people like me (laughs) I think, as you said, it's interesting knowing because, I don't know, I often struggle with that every couple of weeks or months I'll have that sort of moment of like, like, what the fuck, you know, why, (laughs) how do people live their regular lives and not have any clue on what the bigger picture might be? If all of this information that's coming to me is the case, then none of this really matters per se, but you know, we have to make it matter because that's just a human race. But it just 
blows me away how people are just so worried about things that potentially have absolutely no there's no there's no reason to put any energy into them like you said like all the energy that people put into other places like like honestly if we just focus on ourselves and bettering ourselves and our lives in our time like that's all they want from us is to coexist and better our time here together like that's what they're shooting for is they just want peace amongst worlds and that's not crazy to ask but all these people putting energy towards things that are selfish and uh, just not worth time and energy and that's our flaw that's a human race's greatest flaw is just putting all of our time into waste (laughs) definitely we are very yeah very wasteful beings really in a sense of the the greater good but um have you heard of researchers or even other abductees say that they think the gray species of ets are evil uh no i haven't not really uh i mean they're not i mean i can understand why you would think that they take us and do things that they don't perceive as necessarily harmful or painful for us because they've been trying their best to make us comfortable with all this and people blow a lot of things out of the water I feel sometimes I mean like I totally understand it's a scary terrifying experience but like if you just kind of breathe and cooperate and it's it can be easier I've had to make it easier for myself that's just interesting um and I'm not sure how people come to this conclusion unless they've done a lot of research and I guess heard a lot of accounts because if people are being taken it's often by I suppose one type of extraterrestrial Mm -hmm. being and it often will come through in reading and I think this is the way a lot of um, fictional like films and books have also been based off is that grey ETs are this evil presence that they don't have Mm -hmm. much sympathy unlike maybe some others but I was just curious if you had sort of come across that but obviously no as you said they've been quite accommodating and trying to make it comfortable for everyone <laughs> yeah they're they're good little hotel guests or like hotel attendants is like how I view it because I was working at a hotel while this was going on and they just always wanted to make sure I was comfortable and if I ever was uncomfortable like they felt kind of bad about it is how it felt like I said in the writing like when I freaked out they responded with sympathy like that's what it felt and I feel like there's only a few grays that are expanded to that level of sympathy like the the one that was working over me like he just felt so much more empathetic than the rest of them like the rest were almost like wired like robots but he like had sympathy interesting and that's another theory too that the smaller grays as you were saying were very they were there to do a job. A lot of people have now yeah. come to the conclusion that they're not even a being. They're actually some sort of artificial intelligence. Or So even you using the word robot there is actually a very interesting insight, you could say, because if they seem yeah. quiet, not really there in the room, they're just very doing their job. Following, yeah, yeah doing their, what they're supposed to do or what they've been told to do. And I think it's really interesting that other people have had that. I've I know, not I haven't read too many, you know, 
other experiences. I try to stay off the internet with all this stuff. It just can be really overwhelming, like hearing everyone like, oh, the reptiles and the this and the that. And I don't believe in a lot of that stuff. Like, I feel like, I don't know. There's definitely the real ones and there's definitely the fake ones. (laughs) Well, do you think there is some sort of conspiracy amongst all of this? There's some sort of, maybe some sort of set agreement had happened between extraterrestrials and maybe our government that this is allowed to go on like what's your thought on that as you're kind of saying is like our like our kind of government involvement in all this like uh well i have a theory that it's (laughs) that they like to let us think that we have the the control and the upper hand but like they're just like kind of snobby bratty kids that are going to do what they want and like they don't have any harmful intentions but they are going to do what they want to do for their science and so i feel like maybe our government like knows but not as like everything that they have but they know what they have to know to keep it peaceful and hush hush and I don't know. I just feel like the aliens are going to do what they want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think, as you said, they're knowing just enough to keep everything seem like, you know, business as usual, but um, not enough to definitely. Yeah, that's just my theory, though. Yeah, no, that's a good theory, definitely. Because <laughs> often you sort of, I don't know, I try to keep this this interview with Dr. E segment separate from that, mm-hmm. even though I always do kind of ask, like, what's your thought on that? But because I think that's a whole other theory in itself um, and it doesn't really matter per se, you know. If we want to start talking about that, we'll start trying to talk to some government officials. But (laughs) this, I think, and I've said this before, like, whatever the – it's like the whole – I'm sure you saw some of the videos coming out sort of last December, the whole release of pilot footage – so it's like a soft disclosure and all of this is kind of going on, but I've sort of, I've decided not to talk about that for the reason mm. of, well, I might eventually, but everyone's kind of covering it anyway. So it's not, there's nothing really too new, but I've always kind of said like, if there is government involvement going on, like, great, that's, because mm. I'm, I'm sure it is. But I think yeah. as you were kind of saying, people like yourself kind of have the answers already to a lot of these questions that people are having, but it's not all, you know, underground in a government facility. It's actually with a lot of people already. Yeah, exactly. And they just have to ask like the right questions. And I mean, the answers are just simple. Like everyone tries to complicate everything. It's like, it's not all that complicated. I mean, honestly, the answers we're looking for are simple and just easy to accept if you just kind of think about it i mean what are humans roles in all this you could say so obviously men would be giving sperm women would be giving eggs what sort of other qualities do we have that they're after well the empathy is a very big quality they look for like uh i don't know if you believe in any psychic like telepathic empathetic like powers but that's kind of empathy is a really big one they want humans who have empathy to produce children who have empathy so that that trait doesn't die off. Mm-hmm. And so they, they search for just empathetic humans who have that ability to really 
connect with others and feel and share pain and emotions through whatever means that they can do that. But that's just the big deal is they want <laughs> more sympathetic, empathetic humans and aliens and greys and all of them. That's like the secret ingredient. This is often people kind of come to the conclusion of, so why are they using us? And I think, I think they kind of are us in a sense as well. Yeah, you know, totally. So it's it's kind of not us and them per se, but if you're looking at it like that, would you say that they're harvesting us and then putting it with their DNA? Then where are these beings going? Are some going back with them and then are some coming here to Earth? So what's what's the go there? Like why why do they need us in that sense? Is there can they not populate their world anymore? Yeah. Or like what's your thought on that? My from my uh, understanding they use us for our reproductive abilities because they do not have the ability to do that. All of their babies are like test tube babies, basically. And so we are the miracle machine that can create with our bodies. And they take some of the mixtures of alien, human, human, ape, ape, alien, like they do lots of that's why everyone's like super specific and different and but uh (laughs) I don't know how to explain they just some go and some stay and it's really kind of random but they just study us no matter where we go so have you ever had the sense that you've you've met someone or come across someone and you go that person seems to me, a little bit more than just human, like they could be some sort of hybrid. Like, have you ever had that sort of interaction? Yeah. Or you have, okay. Yeah, I, I have lots of interactions like that. Like, I have sort of, I don't want to say like a sense, but like it's like a radar. It's like I can feel certain people just radiating a different level of, I don't want to say intelligence because that sounds kind of snobbish, but I mean like a different level of knowing and understanding. Mm. And I can feel that within people. And I've made a lot of good friends that way. Like picking those people are good, good people. The people who you have befriended in that sense, have you talked much mm-hmm. about any, like, have you ever, even just in passing, been like, oh, what do you think about this whole extraterrestrial theory? Have you ever had a conversation with these people? Yeah, I mean, uh, nothing recent because I've been kind of alienated, pun intended, since... <laughs> all these experiences I've been kind of taking more time to myself but like in the past yeah these people would tell me that they were always like believers of something else it was never aliens or extraterrestrials it was just always the same answer kind of something else like some bigger thing than us that's interesting though because I've heard from people I don't I don't think I'm very um sensitive I I wish I kind of was in a sense (laughs) that I could sense things but Often I can't, but I've definitely had conversations with people who've gone, they're definitely, they're just not all quite what we are. And I go, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sure if you can read that through, especially like having like an interaction, like a one-on-one mm-hmm. or even just like a hug, like an embrace and going, that doesn't feel the way it sort yeah. of does. You know, I think that's really fascinating. And, and that's kind of how it works for me is it's just kind of like a, an intuition I get I, from an interaction or from a, a touch. And I can just kind of sense that within people. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's sort of a, a part of, you could say, your bigger picture too then 
is being aware of that and it's hard to sort of know exactly what to do with that but I think it's it's really fascinating that you have had these experiences and you kind of take that away from it you you know I think Mm. a lot of people could just kind of get stuck in the fact of this has happened to me it's traumatic I'm going to bury it and not sort of be self-aware and I want I don't want to bury it and that's kind of the maturity like the adulting kind of thing is just accepting what has happened for what it is and kind of just moving on with your life because that's all that you can do I mean thank you so much Alina for coming on and talking to us today about your experience I know it's never an easy thing but I think some people could really benefit from you coming yeah, forward today of course. thank you so much yeah anytime of course Hey guys, that just about wraps up this episode of Interview with an Abductee. Thank you so much again for Alina for taking the time to come on. And as I said earlier, if you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to follow the podcast. There's a new episode every fortnight. And of course, this segment, Interview with an Abductee, is an ongoing segment. We have a bunch of previous episodes, so please feel free to check those out. I'll catch you in another podcast soon. Bye. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.